0: Episode 210, Padmasambhava, part 12, in which I will be reading aloud cantos 20 and 21 from The Life and Liberation of Padmasambhava. So, um, if this is your first time on Buddhist Books Podcast, welcome. If you would like to start with Canto number 1, you can do so by clicking the Padma Padmasambhava playlist right here. Um, so, every 10 episodes, uh, we recite one or two cantos from this. And in the episodes in between, 1 through 9, I'm reading these books that are right behind me. We're on the first basket, the Vinaya Pitaka of the three baskets, the, the Tipitaka of pre-sectarian early Buddhism. And uh, we've just begun reading the Mahavaga, the Great Division, so we're on book four. So you can click there if you would like to uh, hear me recite. The Mahavaga. Um, The first three books were the Rules for Monks and Nuns, which at times can be a little bit dull, but at times can be very fun and interesting. If you would like to start with the first book of the Tibitaka, you can click right there. <clears throat> so that's enough of an introduction, I'd say. I will go ahead and get to the reading Let's uh, play a little music, shall we? Probably one of the Tibetan Bells albums by Henry Wolfe and Nancy Hennings. Canto 20. The prince is invested with the kingdom of Udiana. Now, Prince Padma Gyalpo went alone on remote walks. And in the south park, sorry, in the South Park, which dispels pain, not the South Park, but a different South Park. Anyway, and in the South Park, which dispels pain, sat cross-legged in the shadow of a tree of paradise. Now the great radiant seer, Ozer, the great seer, he who left his dwelling, Nijon, and the great seer, protector of beings. Drick Yong and others still, numerous seers who were walking in the sky, incapable of going on high and thus looking below, caught sight of the miraculous prince, shining with majesty. Endowed with auspicious signs, and of great burning strength. Quote, who is he? Is he Kavera? End quote, they asked themselves. Quote, is he an emperor? Who in the world has such aspects? End quote. Thus the seers were saying, when from the park a goddess of paradise spoke. Quote, Kuvera does not approach his greatness. Not even by a thousandth part, whoever comes into his presence is powerless. At these words the seers fell to the ground. And the presence of the Immaculate Prince, who was in serene meditation, declared, quote, Emaho, shaded by the tree of paradise rich in gems, serenaded by the chirping of many flights of happy birds, in this garden of all sorts of beautifully blooming flowers, meditating on the Dharma which summarizes the superlatives, is Padma Gyalpo, sublime immaculate being. O thou second Buddha, lamp of the world, in thousands of ages with hundreds of languages. How powerless we are to say even a little about how your perfections bring us joy. End quote. And the seers completed the circumambulation seven times and went away into the sky. But the king in the palace said, quote, The prince is not about. Where is he? Quote. To look for him, he threw out a magic glance, and saw him seated cross-legged in the shade of the tree of paradise, and having gone to the garden king Indrabhuti, said to the prince, quote, The others, those unfortunate ones, not ceasing to eat and drink, frequenting the ways of the coarsest pleasures, wander now here, now there. Why are you not contented, prince, elite being, young and, a ha- and handsome, attractive, charming, unique? I bow to you with my hands joined, all-knowing, all-seeing, indifferent to life. In the midst of respect and honor, may you remain happy, The youth returned to the palace and a little later, the ministers assembled in the king's rooms where several aged ministers said, may the king contemplate foreseeing the future. The prince does not find contentment in the palace. His mind churns. Desire is asserting itself. Provide a queen and make him happy. These words took on importance in the king's mind, and he answered, quote, it will be done. See if there are any young maidens who are suitable for this miraculous being, quote. The Orthodox quote. The Orthodox minister, Tri Gunadara, day and night without interruption, from all places, assembled maidens by the hundreds and thousands. He then invited the prince to look from the pinnacle of the palace to point out the purest and the most agreeable and to take as queen the one who would bring him joy. And the minister had jewels given to the maidens in profusion, then the king addressed the prince, quote, If it is as we have thought, may the Immaculate One without compare listen. Here are all the young maidens together. Let the miraculous being say which one touches his heart, he will have her, End quote. But the Immaculate Prince uttered this verse, quote, Great herd of animals, though not walking on four legs. Heifers, does, slaves, painted captives. What would I do with them? Drunk with beer, covered with their great knots of hair, conceited, confused spirits, slightly crazy, plunged in suffering and taking themselves for goddesses. Painted cadavers, deprived of life. What would I do with them? Quote. It was a different time. He and this, be, uh, he said this, and betook himself to a hermitage. The king's noble queen, who also heard this speech, declared that they would have the answer in seven days. Then Palma, Palma Gyalpo thought, quote, as soon as I were united to such a wife, disputes would lead to misery but the gem which rises from the mud the woman who is not an obstacle for her companion on the road the she who savors the happy path and applies herself to the three yogas may this one be praised End quote. having meditated on this idea he wrote it down like this quote, Drive from your home the wife who has a beautiful body but lacks virtue. Wish for a young wife of pure lineage, able to change her thoughts, who has neither duplicity nor anger, who is neither jealous nor avaricious, and who is acquainted with modesty. May someone be willing to tell me if such a maiden exists, a maiden who has little desire aversion or error and who does not act counter to my mind there are any number of ordinary maidens but i care nothing for them End quote. when he heard this verse and others similar the king enjoined quote, "trigunadara go to simhapura" Examine all the young girls in all the homes, and the one, whoever she may be, who is gifted with honest perfection, the one who is truly accomplished, bring her here. End quote. The minister went to all the houses of the land, but could not find a single maiden of this kind. Finally, at a feast of the Buddha, in the midst of five hundred young girls seated together, he saw a lovely and fascinating young woman. Quote, whose daughter are you? End quote, he asked. Quote, what difference does it make whose daughter I am? End quote. Quote, the reason, end quote, he replied, quote, is that there is a handsome sovereign's son of immaculate birth miraculously born from a lotus. Are you worthy of being his queen? It would seem so. Give me a happy smile and tell me your name. End quote. When she showed her shining teeth in her white face, she stood out even more from the other girls. Quote, my name, end quote, she said, quote, is Basadara. I am the daughter of King Chandra Gomsi, O thou best of men, speak quickly to the son of King Danahat. Tomorrow or the day after tomorrow I shall be wed. O thou best of men, thou must hurry. and quote. Therefore, Trigunadara, the great Orthodox minister, came before the king of Simhapura. Khandra Gomsi, and presented to him the letter, his letter of introduction. The king read it and said, quote, If it is my daughter who is the perfected one according to the letter, you have come too late. I have given her to the son of King Donahat, and she must soon go to him. Quote. To this reply the minister went quickly home, and told of the maiden he had found. And when King Indrabudi asked, quote, Who has such a daughter? End quote, the minister replied, quote, King Khandra Kumara has such a one. He has a daughter gifted with honest perfections, but like an invisible light, she is going to the son of Donahat, end quote. The king then asked, quote, "Are her qualities truly perfect? In order to know if the prince will accept her, bring her to the pal- bring to the palace 500 young girls. With the distribution of precious stones, the gift of the wish-fulfilling gem may indicate the truly perfect one." End quote. When the minister went to gather the girls, he said to them, quote, the prince without compare will make the gift of the gem. Let the 500 young girls come for the precious stones, quote. Thus he spoke and returned with the 500 maidens. The precious stones were piled outside the palace. The prince was seated upon the high lotus throne, and on his left was placed a nomenclator. 499 of the young girls, upon receiving their lot, could not bear his look and withdrew, but one remained gentle and charming, who on her knees before the prince, looking into his face with joined hands, made a eulogy in these words, I could never be satisfied Prince, with contemplating you. Neither those who are white as topaz, nor those who are the color of coral or red as copper, can be compared to you. I have seen your person, and I have been changed by it. Grant me the clear spring of your generosity. With you as guide, how could I be unhappy? End quote. And with the praise, she was mixing her tears. Padma Gyalpo took the wish-fulfilling gem, and revealing to Basadara the moon of his face, he said, quote, "Daughter of the sovereign Khandra Kumara, O Basadara, there is no one on the earth who resembles you. Always and ceaselessly I have been thinking of you. I have been thirsty to see the one who is now so welcome." "'Oh, give me the fresh water of your sight,' end quote. And he gave her the wish-fulfilling gem. Basadara, smiling, took the gem and said these words, quote, "'If I am outside the ways of evil, "'may one single drop of the ocean, "'of the knowledge and virtue of the prince "'be shed in affection. "'When I am on my knees,' on the narrow ground, changed by the prince and obsessed with sorrow, may he overflow with generous words to guide me, end quote, and giving him back the gem, she departed. King Indrabuti sent to King Kumara this note quote, O king who is at the center of the ocean of merits, adorned with the perfection of the beautiful Basadara, give to my son the one who has the body of a goddess. End quote. At the sight of the note, King Khandra Gomsa sent this word back. Quote, the most superior and gallant son of the saintly lord King Indrabhuti is the one with whom my daughter would be happy. But I have offered her to the son of Dam- of Donahat. I see the preparations for dispute. They disturb me. With this explanation, supported by gifts, pray be content. On seeing his answer, the king was not happy, and he said to the holy prince, "...if Basadara is the completely perfect one, in one way or another she will be taken as queen." To which the prince replied, "...pure and accomplished, but weak. She remains in the density of shadows. Dear father, are you alive, dead, or what? Make haste and bring this young creature to the palace quickly." On order of the king, a chamberlain was called and was told by the king to call the Brahmin doctor of betrothals. And when this Brahmin doctor of betrothals was satisfied by much largesse, the king said to him, my son, this unique, seductive, and charming person has fallen in love with the daughter of Khandrakumara, basadara yet she is going to the son of king donahat the brahman replied when she sets out upon the road for the wedding may this iron powder after incantation be mixed with sesame water and placed under the fingernails of both her hands and and on the strict order of the king the brahman made a solemn promise and swore an oath. Now when the time had come for Basadara to leave for the wedding, in the customary procession of hundreds of thousands of young girls, she was made indiscernible by a dress quite like all the others, while a motley crowd was whirling toward this spectacle, Triguna the minister, with a following of 500, waited in a village and gave her the iron which would take her. At the same time, King Indrabudi, with banners spread on the eight towers of the palace, bound the miraculous gem on the top of a victory banner, bowed to the four horizons, and made this prayer. if the wish-fulfilling gem which I have won must raise up plentifully whatever people wish for, may Basadara, the perfect young girl, with her 500 followers, come hither end quote. When he had said this, half of Basadara’s retinue continued on their way. The other half stayed in the place where Triguna the minister was waiting. The minister returned with his entourage to his country, followed by Basadara, her hands powerless because of the iron powder, and her five hundred servants. People cried out at the seizure, and there was a struggle, but the four hundred genies on a brilliant vessel took her away. Now visible, now invisible in the depths of heaven, Soon she fell into the palace of the Nine Crests. The king, surrounded by his council, in order to fit the miraculous being into the law of the world, obtained in this way the daughter of another king. The ministers, calling to the king, saw Basadara's arrival from the road, and, full of joy, Trigunadara, mounted on an elephant, welcomed Basadara. After she was bathed by her 500 followers, she appeared before the prince, and seeing her clean and well-dressed, he contemplated the queen joyously. On beautiful rugs, she took her place for the pleasures of love. Among a hundred, a thousand, and a hundred thousand young girls, Basadara was crowned Queen Eminent and paid homage to the prince without compare. Gods, nagas, yaksas, perfume eaters, and others uttered cries of joy and amused themselves in the palace. The eight dungeons and the chapels served as dwelling places. People installed themselves in vestibules on the balconies in the summer villas, and in the houses decorated with stones, using only perfect objects. The followers of the queen, like celestial dancing girls, observed without failing the normal and right conduct. The good ways of the women won the hearts of all, and friends and relatives spoke happy words from a pure heart. The four great champions drove the chariots on the four sides of the palace, and an inconceivable diversity of music filled the palace for five years. <clears throat> of the history unabridged of the lives of the guru of Padma sambhava this is the 20th canto, canto, the taking of the kingdom in the land of udiana sealed oaths. O ma, o
1: ma, zar guru be ma se de. O ma, o ma, zar guru be ma se de. O ma, o ma, zar guru be ma O ma, o ma,
0: zar Canto twenty the renunciation of the kingdom of Uddiyana. <clears throat> Shortly after, a sonorous ray appeared. Vajrasattva advanced to the anterior heaven, and in the middle of a procession of 72,000 gods and in the rainbow-colored arc, he spoke this stanza, quote, Alas, in the center of the royal palace stands the king of the Dharma, surrounded by a crowd of beautiful queens, assembled each in her place, all unhappy, and with hearts afraid they are desolate. Their time has gone. He rejects the kingdom as rotten. End quote. And invisible... Vajrasattva disappeared into the sky. Now Indrabhuti had dreams full of bad omens. He dreamed that the sun and moon were setting at the same time, and he dreamed that they would weep in the palace. With great concern, he lamented. King and ministers poured out pitiable cries and prostrated themselves in despair, now Prince Padma Gyalpo, betook himself to the same park as before. Escorted by a crowd of ministers, from the east side appeared a wheel with a thousand spokes, perfect in its center and its circle, not made by craftsmen, but a divine object, golden in nature in order that he might achieve matchless exploits, he was becoming a king who turns the wheel. There appeared the seven jewels of the kingdom, the seven precious substances, the seven necessary things, and the seven sacred objects, and the vassals advanced to welcome him. Now the prince who was the best of men? Thought quote, by assuming the throne, I will not ensure the good of human beings. They will fall in great numbers into the abyss of perdition. I will find a means of renouncing the kingdom, End quote. and he thought of the necessary action. Mernala and Badra, the courtesan, have in the cycle of the dam. Taken up birth again, the one as a bee, the other as the child Bhadra Laksana. In seven days they will die and return to hell, End quote. Then, after not seeing even the slightest light, he saw that a certain bad act would in fact be compassionate, and also would cause the king and the ministers to send him away he put to sleep in the cool shade badra laksana the young son of one of the king's men as a bee was near the boy's head prince padma threw a stone and the bee stung the child right on the forehead and the child died all were dismayed at this strange act. Quote, an emperor does not do evil in the land. Whoever triumphs through arms does not come to murder. This prince, more than other men, is an evildoer. End quote. In such a fashion all complained. The body was laid down before the father. And the father then said to the prince, quote, The king's law guarantees the happiness of all beings. Hasn't the prince broken it? During the year of his ascent of session to the universal empire, all the people in this land were happy. Accession, I think, is the word. But by king, but by killing the son of a vassal, he has gone beyond the law. End and the best of princes said in reply, Quote, excellent father, in order to be edified, listen. I had before this life taken birth as Gautama, son of Karnin, king of Aparanta. Having entered into religion with Dognag, the seer, in the land of Potala, I lived in a house of leaves. There also lived the courtesan Bhadra and Mernala, the Libertine. As both were leaving the city to give themselves over to pleasure, on the road the merchant Ari offered Badra five hundred dollars. They enjoyed their revels together, and on the report of the maidservant, Myrnala, irritated, killed Bhadra, and then threw the sword in front of Gautama. Tied up by royal order, Gautama died. Now Myrnala transmigrated into the bee, the courtesan Bhadra into your son, and this Gautama now... Am I? This life is produced by the return of actions. If the measure of your burden is not thrust on you, it will be if you don't die. May the king know that the law has not been broken. End quote. Then the king paid the fine for the manslaughter of the child and having called the prince back into the palace, he posted 10,000 guards and officers at the exterior, interior, and median doors, as well as the entrance to the prince's quarters. He forbade that they let the prince even stroll about outside. The king had an enclosure ditch dug on which postern gates opened and placed a strong army at the four gates of the city, but while Basadara and the prince were sleeping, the princess dreamt that the mountain shook, the mountains shook, the earth trembled at the same time, and a great dead tree shaken by the wind, was uprooted. And it happened in the dream that heaven and earth were rolling about that hair was cut and that one tooth was pulled. Then, unable to sleep her heart in pain, she shivered and said, quote, What is happening when one dreams such a dream? End quote. The prince without compare calmed the trembling one. Quote, Basadara, you who are innocent and candor, sleep silently with happy dreams. End quote and he went to the king's residence, which then lit up completely. The king, awakening, said, quote, Is it the sun which is rising? End quote. Then looking and seeing the holy prince, quote, What unhappiness is there that you are wandering sleepless in the night? Long lotus eye, what then are you doing? End quote. The prince with joined hands, kneeling before his father, said, quote, Father, listen, in a single life I shall become a Buddha. Not finding happiness in indolence or revelry, and renouncing laziness and games, I shall teach nearby the Dharma and its systems. Do not be sad. End quote. Thus he spoke. And the king choked with sobs, replied, you think about doing good for human beings, but you are still so small and weak, my son. Rewarded I have been and blessed, for born man and become king, having lost a son, given my treasure in alms, and on a difficult trip acquired the gem of the sea, I have met you. Without father or mother, born from a lotus, miraculous being, which no cause or reason can explain. I have made you a part of the kingdom, and jewel of my head, I beg you, resigning yourself to the law of metempsychosis. Out of goodness, attach yourself to me and to the country, quote. Then the most excellent prince said, Nowhere more than here will the three kinds of beings be free from desire or hate or error. When one does not endure the least suffering of this body, this is to endure the three damnations. Not knowing where the major suffering is and holding this life as durable, one takes care of one's life. I will not remain in the midst of the pitiless and narrow minded. Without attaching myself to the illusory wheel, I shall enter into religion. Rejecting inconstancy and frivolity, I will devote myself to total contemplation. When he had spoken, the king's eyes filled with tears. Alas, not long ago, before finding you, I was like a living dead man. Hasn't the Lord of Death already come to me? From this suffering, let not another come forth. End quote. Here, the one without compare consoled him. Quote, the holy men of former times have explained the Dharma, and I, adhering to contingent truths, To cure the heart of my excellent father, the king, must utter these stanzas. Listen. What was united for lack of being stable is sundered. The momentary condition is breaking up. Kings and great men are dispersed like crowds in the marketplace. In all the worlds there is no law of permanent. All die, thus losing the body which was theirs. The five aggregates assembled are broken up. Human life advances without ever stopping. All acts are established without being fixed. What we value does not go with us into death. Relatives do not go with us into death. Riches accumulated do not go with us into death. Neither beauty nor jewels go with us into death. Since we must wander alone in an unknown land, consider respectfully if all of this is real. As for me, having sought the Dharma of the Great Vehicle, soon, O Father and Mother, I will reveal a Supreme Buddha. Meditate on this auspicious word and give comfort to your hearts. End quote. Then he spoke, and the king acquiesced quote, Yes, it is in religion that your mind has taken refuge. My desire for a son to love is broken. Become the perfect being that you intend. End quote. And covering his head and saying, quote, Alas. End quote, he wept the holy prince withdrew from the life of a householder at dawn in order to renounce the kingdom he gathered all of the ministers the prince nude except for a sixfold necklace of bones holding in his hands the vajra the bell and the three-pointed katvanga began to dance on the terrace of the palace. A great crowd gathered to see such a spectacle. The prince caused such fear by feigning pursuit with the Vajra and the Katvanga that a high heterodox minister protested. Now there were present Dame Katama and the son of Upta, Pratakara. The prince aimed straight at the mother and child, The Vajra penetrated the head of the child who died. The Katvanga pierced the heart of the mother, and she also died. At once the ministers summoned the king. Quote, the prince-designate has committed great crimes. Already he has killed the son of a vassal on the pretext of his retribution, and now he has killed the wife and the son of a minister. If his crime is not punished according to the laws, later, when he is king, he will do still more of the same. We propose the punishment of impalement. End quote. Such was the request, which made the king most anxious and unhappy. Now, to comply with the severe laws of the land and to placate the ministers, the king adopted the views of the world and said, Is the prince the son of a non-human being, or what? Is he a celestial incarnate being? I don't know. He will not be killed, but he will be banished from the land. The prince suffered in his loving heart and unable to counteract the sentence of exile spoke before the entire crowd of ministers. From the stem of a lotus in the middle of the admirable lake, the child who appeared without father or mother, with pure body adorned with stainless qualities, has, as there was no proper heir, received the investiture of the kingdom. The violent act of the prince has sacrificed the minister's child. The legal punishment, said the council, is the stake, but banishment has been promised me. I, the prince, am leaving for my place of exile. Then to his father and mother he said, Precious, surely, are a father and mother in this world, and acting as father and mother, You have given me the right to the throne. In the time when I was Gautama, Pratakara was the maidservant and his mother was the merchant Ari. It is the fruit of their acts which has killed the son and the minister's wife. If the severe law banishes me, it matters not. I ask to follow what has been expressed by the king and these words plunged the king into sadness the ministers took counsel for the banishment of the prince some said quote, "let him be exiled to the land of brusha" end quote. others said quote, "let him let it be to the land of baida" end quote. others said quote, "to the land of bengal" end quote. some said quote, "let him be exiled to the land of copper" with the Tirtika, end quote. Some said, quote, let it be to the land of Kongbu." end quote. Some said, quote, to the land of Kotan, end quote. Some said, quote, to the land of China, end quote. Others said, quote, let him be exiled to Nalanda, end quote. Others said, quote, to the land of Tukarai others said quote to the land of zahor and quote others said quote to the land of asha and quote some said quote to the land of maruka and quotes some said quote let him be exiled to the north to shambala and quotes since the ministers did not agree the king said quote wherever he wants to go there will he there will be his exile The prince, the second Buddha, uttered these words. Quote, No dwelling being stable, a place of exile is a celestial palace, as there is nothing but dharma to be done. A man who applies himself to the three yogas can encounter happiness as a king. As a mind has no birth or death, To die does not make me afraid. As I do not need a country, banishment does not frighten me. And you, my father and mother, for a time be happy. Having spoken thus, he bowed down to his father and mother. The queen, with her arms around his neck, said, Alas, beautiful, beloved son, so sweet to see, why does bad opinion result in exile? Would it not be enough to exile me in your place? And saying this, she, quote, and saying this, she kissed the prince. Then King Indrabuti said, quote, without the ministers seeing it, take away the gem. It suppresses poverty, hunger, and thirst, cold and pain. It raises up all that one could want out of necessity or desire. Let it lend its help to the prince. The prince then said to his father, quote, It is the wish fulfilling gem of my appearance. What can my father's gem do for me? Let this one grant assistance to my wife. End then the prince spat into the hand of the king another wish granting gem to fulfill all desires. Then the king went in front of the crowd of ministers and said, quote, The cemetery of Chilly Grove makes one shiver in fear. It produces a dark cloud. Let his exile be there, end quote, to which all the ministers together acquiesced. But the king also said to the ministers, quote, Without rival in the universe, precious emperor, bearer of the 32 signs, most excellent, sacred, incomparable being that he is, he did not appear before me this time. Must he now be lost to us? Although he has transgressed the law, it would be a loss to exile him. Formerly, for fear that he might enter into religion, I posted sentinels. Now who will have the heart to exile him? Wounds, wars, illnesses, and famine will arise. Irritated by these words, the minister Upta said, When the king, guardian of the laws, makes a pronouncement, it is final. Let it be that if he varies afterward, the kingdom is not his to hold. When the ministers, masters of the councils, deliberate, it is once and for all. Let it be that if they vary afterward, they are no longer the decision-makers and the agreement is unanimous for exile to Chili Grove. Grove. quote. Now, having heard that the prince was to be exiled, all the inhabitants rushed to see this spectacle. Having gone from a hundred and three hundred leagues, and even a thousand leagues, even assembling from a hundred and ten thousand leagues, the eleven million that they were, formed like a cloud, The men, well-built, with robust limbs, most handsome, with fresh complexions, their long hair adorned with gold, with silver, with sapphires, and with coral, in a knot on their heads, were dressed in suits of white and red cotton. The women, with hair tied in large ribbons, showed off necklaces of of mother-of-pearl, of bone, and of turquoise, Samanines, Brahmins, poor ones without perfection. The sick and others all assembled at this time, on the road outside the city, on their saddles or in their chariots. Now the prince passed the inner park of the palace, gongs, shells, and kettle drums, Tambourines and flutes resounded all along the way. Queen Basadara followed the Prince, quote, O thou pure one, O pure one, whither art thou going? I also will go with you, or if not, beholding this palace, I will remain until I reach the frontiers of death. End quote. Thus she said, moaning and in tears, and the holy prince. Leading her back indoors, said, By exercising my duty, I have transgressed my father's law. The strict law says, Let him go into exile. You, with the body of a goddess, where would you go and what would you do? Near the king, the ministers, and vassals, be happy. Without any other love, I shall return later. He said this, and Basadara thought, quote, Such a sentence comes from the order of his father. Otherwise, in spite of the infraction of the laws, exile would be spatted to the best of men, to this best of men, end quote. And withdrawing, she said, quote, I will consult with your father, end quote. Queen Basadara went before the monarch, and kneeling down, expressed the excess of her pain. In what way will the laws, laws, when satisfied, be good for the kingdom? Not renouncing him as his subjects have, have done, I would like to give an opinion. Is the king crazy or what? How difficult to meet with another such as he, the only son of the king banished outside the frontiers, and for lack of another prince, what will happen with the laws? And why should I continue to live in this palace in such a manner she in such a manner she expressed herself? And the king said, You speak truly, Basadara, you are right. Why have I not heard words like yours before? Then the king went amongst the assembled ministers, and with high bearing he addressed the assembled multitudes with these words. The prince has left the palace, and we remain seated under the great tree of sorrow. The transient body is like a young tree in the wind, the ephemeral breath like mountain mist, the transient mind like a lightning flash, this ephemeral life like dew on the grass. Thus he spoke, and among the visitors who had come from every direction, There were no caste distinctions, and all became choked with sobs. Now the four great guardians of the world, Vaisravana and Dhrtarastra, Virupaksa and likewise Virudaka, with their sons, their ministers, their court, their messengers, and their servants, all in splendid array, assembled there, honoring the seven jewels of the kingdom, kneeling with hands joined before the prince, they intoned this Dithi-Ramb. Quote, Emaho, an ordinary royal throne is not a place of refuge. In various births, sooner or later comes the miraculous one. Without Padmasambhava, the ultimate meaning would not be revealed. As there are differences, there are different vehicles. To unite view and action for liberation is the way of the Buddha Padma. He achieves Buddhahood for the great purpose of achieving the fruit for everyone." End quote. The dakinis of, four, of the four orders then advanced. Singing and dancing leading a marvelous horse. Quote, conquering prince, mount this horse, End quote. And the Dakinis lifted the feet of the steed, who cut into the pure depths of the great heaven, and having in front of him the seven jewels of the kingdom, while all the firmament was surrounded by the rainbow, the prince departed. Following him with their eyes, the crowd of men were overcome, By great mourning, tears bathing their faces. The women were lying about in confusion, exhausted. The king, groaning, kept saying, Alas, my fine son. Basadara, staggering, overcome, the palate of her mouth quite dry, as were her lips, was saying nothing, for her breath had stopped. Her 500 followers, multiplying their tears, exhausted, with their two hands beating their breasts like fish out of water, were rolling in confusion on the ground. The heterodox ministers were gasping. The prince himself was looking from the direction in which he was leaving, and his mother said, quote, This son so fine, we will not see him anymore. That was the evil Premonition, the fire of sorrow consumes me. End quote. Then it was the Orthodox ministers who acclaimed him, quote, May you convert us all. End quote. They made many vows, and the prince, going in the direction of the south, disappeared from the land of Udiana. Of the history unabridged of the lives of the Guru of Uddhiana, Padmasambhava. This is the 21st Canto, The Renunciation of the Kingdom. Sealed Odes. <speaking in Hebrew> be in